0: Podcasting 101 with me, your host, Rachel. This podcast is for female business owners and solopreneurs that are looking to start a podcast to add to your own already awesome offering. I'll give you helpful advice that you can take away and use in your podcasting journey. I hope to answer those tricky questions that just keep you from starting. Once a month, I'll be joined by other female podcasters. They'll share their journey with you and offer tips and advice they discovered along the way. Let's get started. and welcome to this bonus episode. We are talking about repurposing your podcast and I have with me the lovely Cassandra Collins who is an expert in repurposing. Hi Cassandra, how are you? I'm good Rachel, thanks for having me on the show today. Oh brilliant, thanks for coming on and do you want to tell us a little bit
1: about um, what you do? Sure, so I take uh, content that people have already created and create new content from that content. So basically I'm you know you don't have to create new content to create new content Content. And one of my favorite ways, or one of my favorite types of content to repurpose, is podcasts, because there is literally so much that can come from podcasts. So I actually started in the online space as a general VA um, about four years ago. And Um, I kind of fell in love with podcasts and writing and the two intersect when it comes to content repurposing. So basically with content repurposing, um, you take the podcast and you can create social media posts, you can create emails, you can create a blog, of course, show notes for your show. There's really so many ways that you can repurpose a podcast um, to create content, to kind of take the pressure and overwhelm off of yourself. Um, so I fell in love with the podcast and the writing, and it just seemed like a natural progression as I learned more and more and more, um, about content repurposing to kind of encompass all areas of content. So live videos and trainings, um, taking blogs and turning them into other forms of written content, social media posts and turning them into emails. There's really so much that you can do. But out of all of the forms of content, I really feel like podcasts really do give you um, the opportunity to create the most new content.
0: Absolutely.
1: When I
0: was a VA myself when I first started and came across Repurposing, I just thought this is so brilliant. It's a really great way. And a lot of people do struggle with creating the content. And if you are creating a podcast, you are creating that piece of content. And it seems like criminal not to actually use that content and put it out for different purposes so you mentioned a few things like blogs (laughs) social media posts do you want to talk a little bit more about how how what's your kind of process in if you were going to turn um a series of uh, podcast episodes into a blog or social media post what would you do to do that
1: So the first thing I would do is I would take the the podcast itself and run it through transcription software and get it in writing form. Um, One of the main reasons that I tell people they should repurpose their podcast is because people learn and consume content in different ways. So you may consume content, content best by listening to it and you can absorb it fine that way, whereas I need to read it. Um, I am somebody that has to read content to fully absorb it. So the first thing I personally do is run it through transcription software. Um, Then once I have the transcript, it's really easy to go through it and highlight like, you know, a a lot of times podcasts will be like, you know, three tips to do X, right? Mm -hmm. So I will find like the summary, like an opening summary highlight whatever those tips are throughout it Mm -hmm. and then clean it all up at the end and tie it all together. And if you can do that, you have a blog, right? It can also double as show notes, or you can just take the, the opening summary for your show notes, right? Because you're kind of giving a, a quick synopsis of what it's going to be about. And that's your show notes from there. You can cut it down even more into a similar format for a social media post. So you will create a headline, you know, for the post that's really, really eye-catching or, you know, that kind of punch you in the gut, kind of get people's attention kind of headline and then build into it. Then you highlight those tips or whatever your main points were in the, in the podcast. And then you tie it up. You can use it as a value-driven post where you're literally just giving your audience, you know, information to consume. Or you can do it with a CTA at the end of it, whether that CTA is to listen to the episode itself, you know, you're promoting the episode itself, or it is, you know, to book a call with you, you know, is this something that, you know, really resonated with you? If so, I'd love to talk to you, book a call, here's my link. You know, there are different ways that you can use the social media post, whether it be as value and to build your authority more as an expert or CTA. Let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, I love that. That is what I try to do with mine. I run mine through transcription software as well and then try, because I like to put timestamps in my episodes, in my show notes, so that if someone is maybe only listening for one part, of that they can they can skip to it i find that useful myself if i've listened to other podcasts um and but you can really kind of get that pull that summary out because previously i would be listening back to it um just listening back and making notes and it's quite hard because you have to keep re-listening and everything so the transcription really helps really helps um you to get those points and i like that you can pick out Certain parts of it to highlight, like you say in the social media posts. Do you do, um, do you make any audiograms or like the visual snippets at all? I do. You yeah.
1: Yeah. So if somebody records in video, and they would like the video snippets, you know, I found I I like to keep it no more than a minute, if possible, because, you know, a lot of times after a minute, you lose people anyway. Um, But, you know, if if there's like a minute worth of something that's like, like I said, that really good punch you in the gut grabs people's attention, you know, part of the video that I definitely cut that down and make it into a video. Um, that you can use in social media and, or I can use the sound itself, you know, just the audio of that one part for the audiograms. And those actually do really, really well in a lot of the social media space, especially on Instagram. Um, And I really think that they bring something to the post itself. Now, that being said, I do still include the long form posts that I create with the audiogram. Um, because the audiogram itself is not going to tell everything that, you know, the episode is about. It's just that one you know piece that really catches your attention. So, but I do like them. I think they're a wonderful tool when you're a podcaster.
0: Yeah, I, I love audiograms. When I first discovered them last year, I couldn't wait to make, to make my first audiogram. I was going to ask you about which content, maybe for podcasts, like you say, audiograms work better, work really well on Instagram. Have you noticed any difference in what what kind of things work well when you're repurposing your podcast across any different platforms? Or is it just, it's best to try and get as much as you can out of that episode?
1: I would get as much as you can out of the episode and utilize different parts in different places. So yeah. we all know that each social media platform has their different algorithms and what they favor. Um, LinkedIn actually Uh, Lately, I've noticed that text only posts do better on LinkedIn than even one that has an image or one that has, you know, an audiogram or a video attached to it. So maybe you just use the post that you created on LinkedIn, but on Facebook, you'll add, you know, the audiogram or the photo because Facebook likes photos and videos and audiograms. Same with Instagram, you know, with Instagram, you have to at least have a photo unless it's in your story. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there, there are different. Things that that different platforms like, as far as content, so it's really just like a trial and error to see wh- what works for you.
0: On LinkedIn, I found as well that the posts tend to work better and um, without an image. Somebody I know that um, does a lot of work on LinkedIn actually told me that once that I sh- unless your image has a purpose on LinkedIn is to try and keep it to text only. So I mm. tend to, I do put my autograms on LinkedIn, um, but they're like, that's, I guess it's classed as a video because it's an MP4 file. So, and they do quite like some video content on on LinkedIn. But um, as for still images, I do on Facebook and Instagram, but I don't so much on LinkedIn. I did hear, it was Michelle that said, it was on, I'll have to link the post in the show notes talking about the impressions for videos that can be quite, they look quite low and um, say somebody like 25 people watched it for three seconds, that could count for your like your audio, listening to your audiogram, but actually that's quite good. I'll have to, I'm not explaining myself very well, but I will find the post that Michelle and this guy called Evan um, were talking about. It was really interesting. Um, And that was just, because I was quite disappointed in the amount of people that were looking at my audiograms and I was thinking, are they not working? What should I do? But actually for that, for that type of content, it was quite good. So um, I think like you say, trial and error is a really good way to, to go forward when you're,
1: yeah, you getting should, as much you, out of your content as possible. You should take your podcast. You should take your podcast and get as much content as you can out of that podcast. So then kind of like divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Use what works best on each platform. Um, of course, if you write a blog, that's going to go on your website. Mm-hmm. But you could also take that blog change some formatting around in it as far as you know how you've written it and you also have a really solid email to go out to your email list as a value add because you know we don't want to just pop into people's inboxes when we want to sell them something right we want to build the relationship we want to we want to nurture that connection with the people that are especially on our email list right because they've Mm -hmm. signed up for something to get on it so they trust us. We want to keep that trust. We want to build that trust. So it's really easy to take content that you've created from a podcast and then repurpose that same message into an email as a value add to those subscribers.
0: That's really good. I really like that. Um, your, because different like you say different people consume their content in different ways and it is easy to forget and I think that sometimes we put a piece of content out there and we think oh everybody must have seen it and they haven't and we think that we're just repeating ourselves by putting your podcast in a blog or repurposing those but actually sometimes it's a scary small percentage of people that actually get to see that content so it is so great to reframe it and reuse it and see what works well and then look at it again for the future as well I guess so that like when they always say about your social media kind of look look back and work what works well what has worked well and
1: exactly and and furthermore you can recast an episode you know if you've created all of this content already and you've saved it you know your audience changes probably on average every six-ish months it changes a little bit So you can actually recast old episodes, especially if you're running short on time. Maybe it's summer and and you want to travel or you have kids at home and it's a lot harder to create that content. You can recast old episodes and you've already got a treasure trove of content that's created for it. It's really a time saver. It's Mm -hmm. very efficient a lady
0: that I work with called Hannah and she uses Meet Edgar and that's a really great platform for plugging in evergreen content and I'm working with her and this lady called Nicole Hiller as well and they've got the Showing Up Solo podcast and they have it as a video podcast on YouTube and then it goes out on all the audio podcast platforms as well and then she does she repurposes I mean they're, they're all about digital marketing but she um i've noticed having the episodes coming up that are previous ones that have come on and guest episodes and that's something that i haven't done yet but using like almost it is your evergreen content you can still put those they're still really great just because you've put them out once and told about it once we kind of like it's easily to forget about those ones that have gone but actually you're right we have a new audience coming in that have never they're not going to go back that far potentially through your social media or through your website or something like that. Then actually reminding them that this information is there is really valuable.
1: It is. And if you think about it, when it already, when you've already created, you know, different conversations come up, especially in the online space concerning different subjects, right? Um, whether, you know, it might be algorithms, it might be, um the way coaches are structuring their packages. Now, whatever. If you have a podcast episode on that already, you already have a relevant social media post on that topic that you can then use to drive people back to that episode that you've already created, you know, just by changing the CTA. You already have all this relevant content if you've already created the podcast on it. So it allows you to be prepared when some of those, you know, hot ticket, you know conversations come up in the online space and it gives you the ability to establish yourself as an expert that much more
0: yeah absolutely what is your favorite type of content to repurpose to like do you prefer what your favorite thing is to repurpose them into blogs or do you just like doing everything across the board or have you got a favorite
1: I do I love to do everything across the board because it's just it's fascinating to me how the same piece of original content can become so many different things. And each one of them is a little different, you know, if you're a writer, then you know that blog formatting and writing is different than the way you write for social media or the right way you write for emails. They're all very different, but it's all derived from the same piece of content. And I, you know, I geek out about it. I'm not gonna lie. I get a really, really, really good podcast in my hands, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is so good.
0: It's it feels like it'd be really satisfying to look at yeah. the episode, to do the blogs, do the posts, see like every everything like there and and see the the difference between and to show really how much you've got from that one from that one episode
1: it is very satisfying I don't know like I to see the <laughs> progression too so you have the you know the podcast and you have the blog then you have social media posts and an email I mean you can take it all the way down to engagement style questions that you can post you know just the question on your Facebook and your group wherever to drive that engagement and that conversation with your audience. And mm-hmm. there are times that I've had, you know, a podcast episode that's maybe 10 or 12 minutes long, and I'll get a list of engagement questions out of that one podcast. And so it's mm-hmm. incredibly satisfying to see how it progresses from the episode down to, you know, the very, very bottom, like one-liner type quote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when you work with your
0: clients um, who have their own podcast, will they tend to get you to do the whole range um, to repurpose for the whole range? Or do you get some that you just do just blogs or just specific pieces of content?
1: Um, With podcasters, they typically want the whole range. The people that come to me do not enjoy writing. Plain and simple, you know, writing's not for everyone. Not everybody enjoys it the way that I do. And I understand that. That's what keeps me in business, right? So most of the time, the people that come to me, they enjoy creating the podcast because they show up best when they're talking to someone, they show up best on video or podcast and they don't quite know how to translate that into writing. Mm -hmm. So I typically end up doing, you know, the whole shebang
0: that's great so they have that continuity and consistency as well for each Mm -hmm. podcast episode they have the consistent repurposing of that in the form of all the you know the things we've just been talking about that must be extremely powerful for them um have you got any tools that you'd recommend anybody to use if they were going to be doing this repurposing themselves
1: Sure. So the first tool that I would recommend is (laughs) otter.ai. There's a free version and there's a paid version. You can use the free, um, especially if you're doing it yourself and just transcribe it by, you know, letting it play back and letting the, you know, transcription run on your phone or something like that. Um, I have the paid version because I do a lot of repurposing. So it saves me time to be able to just, you know, upload the file and let it do its thing. So that was what I would recommend for transcription. I like headliner.app for the audiograms. Um, I feel like it's really user-friendly software to use when you're creating audiograms, especially in the beginning. And I think it'll let you do up to 10 minutes if you really, really want to. Uh, yeah. like I said, I like to keep them, you know, at about a minute, no more than that, if possible.
0: If you're on the free plan, they won't it won't do the um subtitle part if you do more than 10. It only gives you like 10 minutes free if you've yeah. got the free yeah. version. I love headliner as well. I thought that's that's I've tried a few and that's the most. Um I think that's the yeah, best. Yeah, I've
1: tried it, I've tried a few and that's definitely my mm-hmm. favorite one. As far as graphics, of course, everybody has their own, you know, preference. I think Canva is the easiest to use so that you can create your multiple graphics and just have the templates stored um, and just go through and change your episode numbers and titles. I think that makes it really, really, really easy trying to think I mean those are really the main ones that I use other than you know whatever you're using to write in whether it's Google Docs or Microsoft Word or Pages whatever it is Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely Otter and definitely Headliner.
0: 100% I'm they're exactly what I use I think they are the best ones as well to use I think they're all easy to use they're all accessible they've all got a free version as well if that's where you want to start. And obviously go to the paid version if that's what you want to, if you need more functionality out of it and everything. I managed to get a deal on my Otter at Christmas. It had like buy like a year's worth and it was reduced by 40%. So I paid um, for a year. Mm -hmm. So I get like 6,000 minutes um, a month. So that's quite. And you also get now the free option to toggle um, the Otter person to come in on your Zoom meetings and transcribe while you're doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what? So <laughs> awesome. I should have done it for this meeting because I could have done it. Well, it, I can run it through afterwards, but it was it would it does it, and I've used that on a lot of my meetings now um, to save me kind of like doing it afterwards. But I think. Um, I love that feature. I think it's really great.
1: Yeah, because how many times have how many times have you been on a coffee chat and said something like so awesome, and you're like, man, I wish I would have wrote that down, right? And so when you can use the you know the paid version and it's transcribing all your meetings, you already have it.
0: Mm-hmm. You can repurpose yourself to your heart's content.
1: <laughs> exactly. We're, you know, my grandfather, he is 91 now. And when I was a very young girl, he told me, you know, this is a man who, uh, he was a blue collar, you know, guy, he worked in the coal mines until he got injured. And he told me at a young age to work smart, not hard. And so efficiency is something that has been like ingrained in me, you know, since a young age and repurposing content is one of the most efficient ways that, You can save yourself, you know, some overwhelm because if you take one piece of content and create multiple pieces out of it, that's efficient. You're not sitting at your desk for hours on end trying to think up all this new content that you feel like you have to have, right? You're taking one piece and creating multiple pieces from that one piece, and it's just efficient. It takes away the overwhelm, it takes away the, you know, the fuss and the frustration that you get when you know you're sitting there and you're trying to create and you just have no clue what to do
0: absolutely 100 percent with you there so if for all those people listening out there that have a podcast and would love to start repurposing theirs can you tell us how they can get in touch with you and work with you
1: Absolutely. so I have a website it's creativelycassandra.com and I'm sure you can put that in the show notes yeah um, You can also reach out to me through my Facebook business page or on Instagram and my email is hello at creativelycassandra.com.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, I will link all of that information in the show notes. So if you'd like somebody to repurpose your podcast for you, Cassandra is a lady and you can get in touch with her there. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us so much more detail into how to repurpose your podcast.
1: Thanks, Rachel. It was pleasure.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Your support means so much to me. If there's a question or topic you'd like covering, then I'd love to hear from you. Find the podcast on Instagram at Rachie and drop me a DM. Till next time. Bye.